So on a Tuesday, we're always joined by our money doctor, John Lowe. Um, John, I believe you're wearing a Santa tie, which I'm in Upper Lane, so I can't see. Good to see you're being very festive. I, I, I wonder, can you actually look at the camera, uh, uh, you know, the webcast, no? You can't see it down I'm, there. I'm going to have to look it up here. I don't have it open on my we, screen, but now, now that my attention has been drawn to it, I, I feel obliged uh, to have a look. Um, come here, the, the, how's the annual looking? Is, when uh, she can, when yeah, she it's, out, it's out this Friday, and thank you for asking, Jonathan. It's out this Friday uh, in all the good shops, in fact, in every bookshop, in fact, uh, in the country. Uh, by the way, just to also remind you that um, uh, I asked Stephen to wave in the, in the camera uh, the box of chocolates I got for the entire team, including yourself. But you're going to have to wait till you come up from Cork. Yeah, the likelihood of them being left by the time I get there tomorrow now are fairly slim. slim. They're slim, they're slim. Uh, come here, John, we have lots of questions to get through, but the big news from a personal finance perspective this week is the NTMA reduction in state savings. Now, this will ring alarm bells for a lot of people when we hear the word reduction. What's yes. changing? Well, it's not all doom and gloom. In fairness, uh, they've had to reduce it. Obviously, the pressure from the deposit takers was huge. Uh, when you consider the 3% added on to the um, dirt tax, and you've also then got, in 2014, the peer aside coming in, that's, you know, uh, 33 and 30 and 4%, 37% uh, off the interest that you're earning. So the three-year bond uh, has been reduced to 7% um, tax-free, but that's equivalent, Jonathan, to 3.4% at, uh, at the moment, which is still not a bad rate. And if you then add in 2014, the PSI that's going to have to be deducted from also interest earned on ordinary dirt deducting uh, deposit accounts, it's actually 3.62%. Same with the five-year. They've dropped the five-year six-month um, saving account um, and they've got a five-year one instead and instead of 21%, it's now been reduced to 15%, uh, which is equivalent again to 2.83 annual equivalent rate. But if you gross it up, it's 4.22%. So it's still a pretty decent rate. Um, but the good news for all those who still have uh, their NTMA state savings accounts is the fact that they uh, will not be d- uh, deducted. They have the old rates, so the 10% three-year savings bond, 21%, five-year, six months, and, of course, then the solidarity bonds as well. So it, it's, it's still a good product, very good product, and it's also patriotic to, to invest in Ireland. Connor is, has our first question for us today. If I move my small mortgage property from that to a rental property and rent out my mortgage place, what tax implications will that have for me? Well, there's a lot of things there, uh, Jonathan, that for Connor. Uh, number one, um, he immediately changes from uh, private residence to residential investment. So the TRS, presumably he bought in the, the height of the market between 2004 and 2008. So he's going to lose out his tax relief at source. And don't forget that uh, last, not this month's budget, but last December's budget, uh, that uh, TRS was increased for those who bought between 2004 to 2008. You get 30% relief on the mortgage interest up to the year 2017. So he loses that. That's number one. Uh, but he can offset whatever interest he is paying. He can offset 75% of the mortgage interest against the rental income tax liability. And then he's got costs that will be offset against that, including the NPPR, which is a non-principal private residence. That's 200 euros at the moment. For those, Jonathan, that paid, the property tax is going to come in from July of next year. But the, uh, obviously, the household charge is also still applicable to this property. Uh, and again, if Connor hasn't paid that 100 euros, Jonathan, uh, it's going to be 200 euros by the 1st of July. So I would certainly suggest that he pays that. An eighth of the furniture, if he bought, for instance, all the furnishings of that property, the apartment or house, whatever he's bought, uh, and he's got the receipts and he can offset one eighth of that cost or 12.5% 
every year for the next eight years against his okay. rental income so tax capital. Liability. So yeah. the capital has gone into it. Uh, the, the thing is, with with the property and people who have rental properties in particular, those that only have one property, maybe that was their first property mm. that they didn't sell on, a lot of them are going to be caught this year by, by the PRSI thing, aren't they? They are, yeah. Uh, in fact, um, the, the I mean, there, could, there, there are people out there who probably, because of the way that it has been set up and the amount they're pulling in on the property, they wouldn't yeah. have been paying any tax, if any tax at all. So there will be an extra cost for those this it's year. It's 4%, Jonathan. The PRSI coming in now on rental income is 4%. Um, but also, don't forget, there's other things as well. Maintenance, repairs, service charges, including insurance, the block policy, and also the property management uh, charges. You know, if, he, if, he's, if Connor has sent his property out to somebody to manage it for him, um, than that, but it won't affect the mortgage interest rate. And this is the important part. If Connor, for instance, has uh, a mortgage on a tracker rate, they're not going to deduct. All they care about is getting paid. That's all the lenders want is getting okay. repaid. Um, the next question is help money doctor um, where do I go for a mortgage I'm self-employed of a small income of about 34 grand including rent income I own two properties nothing owing large deposit say but I have four kids and I have to rent a house big enough uh, which costs 1500 euro a month, a month so far the banks don't want to know so uh, <laughs> if, if you've got two properties that, that are in yeah. your name why doesn't the bank want anything well, to do with this person I think the clue is in the line there Jonathan four kids you know there's one lender for instance that deducts something like 36,000 off your gross income once you have a family. Um, so, you know, uh, four hungry mouths to feed, that's, that's a, a, quite, a, quite a large amount. So he's, a, he's earning 35,000, including rental income. So he's shot before he starts. Uh, income is the number one asset and it has to pay for everything. Um, you know, if, if that income of 35,000, including rental income, uh, uh, leaves, what, 10,000 uh, by way of employment income, you know, you can imagine the very last thing a lender would want to do is to kind of turf the four kids out after they've given a mortgage on it. And that's unfortunately what was happening you know, five years ago when, when there was lots of money around and, and banks were giving it out. I had this morning uh, a couple who had a 1.4 million loan given to them by a lender and their income, Johnson, was less than 60,000. And they've a loan for 1.4 million? 1.4 million, yeah. Anyway, so, I mean, uh, what I would suggest uh, that this gentleman does is, is go for, um, you know, private personal advice and be, be, be uh, you know, prepared to pay for it as well. I mean, the one thing that, you know, when you're, when you're going for financial advice, you don't pay for it. You have to ask the question, you know, how does this person earn money? The only way they can earn money is to sell your product. So therefore, there's kind of a vested interest in it. So I, I would be keen about paying. Go, go get the independent advice and yeah, then maybe take it from exactly. there. Next question is, how to find a private litigator to process a sale in a building that's owned by a syndicate? There's a lot going on there. That so sounds like a lot of fun. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're looking for a property litigator mm. to mm. process a sale in a building owned by a syndicate. Well, Jonathan, if the syndicate owns a property, presumably there's a shareholders agreement, the conditions of which will dictate what you can or cannot do when it comes to disposal of that asset. Um, you really need the other investors on your side uh, and at least three quarters of them. Generally, it's around about 75% of uh, any shareholding agreement you'd have to, in order to get a, a, a commitment. Um, what I would suggest that, that this person does is go to all the other shareholders and, first of all, find out what their thoughts are before you start going down the legal route because, you know, it's fraught. You know, by the time, you know, you've paid all those expenses, especially if you go past the high court, uh, you're looking at getting nothing back from, from the investment that you originally had.
Um, next question is from a listener who says, I've €35,000 to invest between five and ten years. Any advice, please? Well, this is the normal one, Jonathan, we, <laughs> where, where you, you know, you're talking about, give me some facts. You know, what ages are they? Uh, what's their, their background, their family background? What's their income? Have they got their rainy day fund? Um, and all sorts of things. You know, and are they interested? For instance, I get a lot of questions about people who want to get into, uh, say, a deposit account or an investment. And they don't know where that you know, transfer from deposit to investment is and my yardstick is if you were getting say three percent as the best rate on a deposit account for you to make the decision to go to an alternative investment like the stock market art or any kind of alternative investment gold even whatever it is um, then you want to really get a potential doubling of the best deposit interest rate to make to justify your decision to move out of deposits and and that's okay. really the key so you really have to have a full picture of, of what what you have including that rainy day fund don't forget three months uh, to six months annual net income in a rainy day fund accessible in a demand account. Okay, I still think that's pie in the sky. Every time you mention it to me, I'm going to go, I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people listening and say they, they don't have that either. Anyway, look, we want to go to the last question, which is the last one on your sheet there. It's from Liz. She says, what is the best health insurance for me to pay for my son who's in Australia? I am happier when he has some cover. I'm sure you are, Liz. <laughs> well, uh, that helps you sleep a little bit better at night knowing that at least he's got health care. So, um, what would be I mean there's a lot of travel plans but presumably if he's working over there or if he's there long term uh, would they cover it? Well actually Jonathan th- this is an interesting question because Australia has a reciprocal health agreement with Ireland so Irish residents visiting um, Oz including those on a 12 month working holiday visa may use the public health system for any immediately necessary treatments during their stay for student visa travellers by the way they are not covered and they should use the uh, inexpensive Australian government scheme for foreign students it's called the overseas student health cover. So, safe trip to Liz and her son. So, effectively, what they're saying is that they've got a good health care system in Australia. They have they? got a good health care. And you don't need <laughs> private health care insurance. What kind of a crazy setup is that? Well, as I say, it's reciprocal. So, I mean, Australians coming over to Ireland, they, they also get the same deal here for them. I'd I, I ch- I fancy my chances more in Australia. <laughs> I like the sound of it. Okay. Uh, look, come here. We'll talk to you again uh, next oh, We won't talk next to you next year. year of course. Next it's Christmas year. Day. It'll, 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 be, yeah. it'll be next year, Jonathan. Listen, thank you also, Billy, for, for your, your very kind comments. As I say, your name is in the book. Uh, and uh, you'll, be getting your, you'll, be, you'll be getting your com- oh it is a positive I always, I always worry when my name is in the book come here John happy Christmas Jay. we talked well. to the new year thank you John John Lowe our money doctor there moneydoctor.ie is his website